podcast, chicos. Hey, them. This is Chicas Políticas. We are recording from San Luis Obispo County, Texas. And it's actually People pretty... keep getting confused. This what? is because you say Texas. And then... That they think we're in Texas? Yeah. I mean, we kind of are, though. <laughs> I mean, it's... Well, I think what people forget is, obviously, we're recording here in California. Beautiful state. <laughs> Very progressive, great things. But also, people forget that there are pockets of yeah. ultra-conservative areas. And we live in a very, not, it's turning a bit more. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, even locally, following what's happening with the book bans and the, yeah. the work that is happening, intentional work um, at our local libraries. Not not by, not by the institutions, but by, like, Moms for Liberty that are really pushing to ban books. So that's why I, I, it, it is confusing, but I think it also comes to show Rita, that even for a state like California that is so progressive, yeah, there are still communities that are very much facing real challenges that we see on a national level. Yeah, and I actually learned last night that the KKK had an event <gasps> in Slow County. <gasps> like, not recently, but... <laughs> You're scaring me. <laughs> but during the nineteen, you know, twenties, nineteen thirties, and there was actually a standing ovation. Standing ovation at this event here in Slow Do County. Do you know where in Slow County it was? Um, was it Paso Robles? It was where now the court is located. Stop so, it. Yeah, so slow? slow, like San Luis Obispo downtown. Um, I didn't know about this, and I need to read more about it. But it was wow. it came from a very trusted source, and like a, ju- a local judge said this. So, um, yeah, that yeah. So yeah, it's not Texas, but it's it it very well could be as Texas vibes. Texas vibes. Which <laughs> <laughs> Texas vibes. Well, that is crazy, yeah. and I think that just comes to show that we have to know our history. To better understand why even in present time we have seen and witnessed uh, KKK presence, Mm -hmm. whether it's on a mild or big stage, we Mm -hmm. can look back at recent events in Slow County of of the present. So it's by no accident. No, no, no. It has been intentional. But sorry, I cut, I cut, uh, no, cut off your intro. <laughs> my, I know, I was all excited. It's warm. It feels good. I'm trying to keep it light we and fluffy. We went into the cake and just go straight to systemic racism. That's kind of how we are, though. <laughs> like, we jump from, like, joking to sobbing. Yeah. And I think that mirrors what's happening in our country, too. Yeah. That the... It's been an interesting time this past week with oh politics. So much yeah. going on. Cuéntame. A ver, dime. I was... Give me a play-by-play, all the highlights. I I <laughs> don't have them because I was dealing with childcare being closed. Um, and I was texting you. And you you were the one that got me up to speed with what was happening oh. with Speaker McCarthy. I'm guessing you were following a lot closer. I had to follow it a lot closer, Rita, because um, number one, it's it's like I know everyone is really busy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, life happens. Um, I'm literally doing work and listening at the same time to, to the play-by-play because this was a historical event. What happened to Kevin McCarthy, who was previously our Speaker of the House. Yeah, he represented an area. And it was really interesting the way they would, they as in the representatives on um, the House floor, 
one of them was like talking about McCarthy trying to save his seat, right? Because he, he got put through the fire and it was all publicly displayed as our political system should be. But they were like, one of them referenced him as the boy from Bakersfield. What? And yes, Kevin McCarthy, interesting story back to the history. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin McCarthy actually was a representative for yeah. the North County of San Luis Obispo. Yeah, Central Central Coast California. Right, yeah. so there are some ties to McCarthy locally. Yeah. He is the representative for Bakersfield. And in some ways... Because the districts changed every right, 10 years. Right, the district years. changed. Yeah. And in some ways, it is kind of inspiring, kind of, like that. Like, mm-hmm. I just kind of look at some of the positives. But to think that there was a Speaker of the House that was from Bakersfield, like, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. I think that is cool. Yeah. The interesting thing is uh, the type of individual McCarthy is and has been and ultimately got him mm-hmm. out of that Speaker seat, which has never happened in the history of the U.S. So yeah. I had to watch it. Yeah, I know. Someone was saying, I was telling this about to someone, and they were like, why Why is that so important? Why, every, why is everyone talking about it? And I'm like, this is historic. Like, this is the biggest failure yeah. that a speaker has had in the history of the United States. This is like century. This has not happened in centuries. Centuries. Kevin McCarthy will go down in history as the first Speaker of the House that was removed from his seat. And I mean, I think that's a good thing for a, um, a white male to be a first, right? Well, let's, let's also be fair. The majority is white, so like it has to be a white person. I think what's really interesting too is that... Who who ousted these people? Who made the motion to vacate? And yeah. it was Representative Matt Gates, from Republican from Florida. So if we're watching the Republicans right now, it's it's literally cutthroat with yeah. the Republican Party right now. It is uh what 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 am I like? It's a, it's a wild wild west. It's yeah. a, every man out for themselves. Like yeah. it's someone. It's, I was telling someone because I'm organizing a meeting group for a candidate, and I was inviting this person, and I had no idea what their position was like politically mm-hmm. so it was like a huge job and it's a neighbor so I'm like huge huge <laughs> risk putting myself out there and saying hey you should come and the first thing that this person asked was is this person a them or a Republican I'm like mm-hmm. oh damn it yeah. like I was just hoping they would be like oh thanks right oh my gosh and um I said it's a Democrat and um, my neighbor said oh thank god because Republicans what is going on there and then this person said, you know, if I hear in the news that they start shooting at each other and like in Congress, I I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> and, I, and I told this person like, yeah, we've seen them like punching each other already. Oh, punching, stabbing. Stabbing? Stabbing. Like, I was just, literal stab? Literal, no. Literal, no. Literal, okay. literal, but like, you know, hypothetical. I was like, analogy, analogy. Were you talking literal? Literal. They, they were kicking them. No, each other? no. Remember when McCarthy? Actually, also McCarthy. Oh, Dios mio! Remember he had to he had to run twelve times for this position, right? I know. Because he, had, I think it was twelve times where he had to. They had to vote because he didn't Don't have enough votes. Don't give up, kids! Don't give up. During those twelve votes, Republicans started punching each other. It's like a picture of them, like one of them punching oh, against. Yeah. Dang. So. So violence is real for... Yeah, so literally oh, they could start, like, oh. it can escalate. Well, 
Well, I think it, I think what's what's scary, and that was part of the reason of um, I think there's there's two big reasons why McCarthy was ousted, and that was number one, we're seeing this division between the Republican Party. I think I think it's safe to say that the the MAGA out of touch Republicans with some of the few Republicans that you know have have some sense to wanting to upkeep the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> Although I must say that the um, some I want to say that the the Democrats had a united front and they all voted mm. for McCarthy to be out. But it also we saw eight Republicans also vote McCarthy out, mm. and I think there was um, malice behind that as well yeah. because I think it takes a lot to see eight Republicans cross the aisle and do that. What's really interesting with McCarthy is he gets to at least put it on his resume, though, right? Because not only did he go out as the first ever to happen, but also the shortest speaker of the House to serve. Oh, wow. So breaking records. Breaking records. Breaking records. Breaking records. So for the people who just don't understand what happened is to McCarthy made a deal with the Republicans. He didn't keep up his deal. Obviously, mm. we're facing a shutdown, and so... It's Wait, really, what? So, did it have to do with Ukraine? Like, it had to do with multiple things. It had to do... Oh, also was it all the trans uh, members in the military, right? It was so many Abortion? things. Also, yeah. also um, January 6th. You know, it's all these things that are brewing, and the reality is uh, we have to watch, and we have to pay attention. Obviously, you know, we do this podcast and we're giving you insights, but do your own research. Like, don't take our word for it. Like, yeah, no. th- this is very complex, but just know that I think this was definitely the right decision. I think yeah. people are concerned of what's going to happen now because yeah. rumor on the street is that maybe Donald Trump can be the next Speaker of the House, which he could. There isn't anything in the Constitution that states that, you know, an individual can just be the Speaker of the House. Luckily, Trump Are you is telling so, me that the founding fathers didn't see this coming? They didn't see the shit show happening. This is like <laughs> worse than a telenovela. Are you it's telling like me the founding twist. fathers didn't know at all? No, they thought they thought the <laughs> U the U S people had their shit together and they couldn't go down. This is pretty bad, Rita. Like all the stuff that has been happening is like the worst of the worst. This is like yeah. the most anti-American thing. And I and then the reality too is that that. Um, I think the Democrats wanted McCarthy out because he's not a man of integrity. Yeah. And, and, the, and the bottom line is, look, we may not see eye to eye on our politics, but we need to be on the same page when mm-hmm. it comes to your integrity. Mm-hmm. And that was part of the reason to get McCarthy out. Mm-hmm. Um, McCarthy also yeah. is not the strongest politician. But once again, I scratched my head because he made it to the Speaker of the House, which is really interesting. I know. Um, he, he's not the strongest Republican either. Um, but, you know, the reality is who will be the next Speaker of the House, we don't know. Yeah, and that's like, I mean, this could be like hours and hours long conversation, right? So, um, And maybe we, we revisit once we get the new Speaker of the House because I feel like yeah. we're not doing this topic justice. I know we want to yeah. talk about a few other things. Yeah. But just know that history was made. If yeah. you're not paying attention, now is a good time to, to get yeah. on the bandwagon. Yeah. And, and listen to what is happening. Uh, and there's a lot at stake with our yeah. uh, constitution, our economy, mm-hmm. uh, trans rights. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much going on in our country right now. Yeah, and, you know, I also recommend people to follow because it's definitely historic, but it's fun. 
I mean, if you, yeah, you definitely you needed to have your popcorn out and have some snacks. <laughs> I saw um, Kevin McCarthy being interviewed um, and just blaming Democrats, and the, and they're luckily for once the interviewer was like, no, but the resolution was introduced by a Republican, like Matt, yeah. and he was like, no, but it was like the Democrats, like no, no, like like you were voted out by your own party. Yeah, and, and that's important to say too, Rita, because right now the Republicans have the House. Mm-hmm. So Exactly. Republicans so, have a majority yeah, in the House. Yeah, they have a majority, right? So yeah. just, just for the sake of numbers, if, if the Democrats are the minority and the Republicans have the majority, and if the Republicans had a united front, this should never have even made it to the mm-hmm. floor. Even the thought of doing yeah. this to McCarthy, one of their own, mm-hmm. The reality is, even if all the Democrats voted to have McCarthy out, they didn't have the numbers yeah. to vote this man out. You yeah. literally had eight Republicans. Mm-hmm. Eight! And even before that vote happened, there was a resolution to... There was a, a motion to block the resolution. And Republicans couldn't... Like, they had multiple steps to avoid the situation oh, yeah. but they just couldn't they they couldn't compromise they couldn't negotiate they couldn't mm-hmm. talk in, in internally and mccarthy just you know that's the whole thing it's like the speaker of the house has to have the power yeah. to ha- hold these conversations may if you are not able to do it internally how mm-hmm. are you going to be able to get any legislation passed right. across the aisle so yeah, yeah. He he was ousted because he had to be ousted by his own people, by his own party, and so yeah. I think it's I think we should watch closely the the eight, yeah. Repub- the eight Republicans mm-hmm. that did this because there there are some personal gains from yeah. this. There there is some special interest for sure. Yeah. in all of this that is probably not all to the benefit of the American people, mm-hmm. but also the reality of we're we're I, I feel like the Republican Party is having an identity crisis. What is the yeah. Republican Party? Is it is it this ultra right wing MAGA uh, conservatives that we have been witnessing? Yes. Right. Is is that the new party? Yes. Is there a new party? No. Is it is it the new the new horizon <laughs> of Republicans that still want to uphold the U.S. Constitution? What's the name of that candidate that went to the Breakfast Club? Um, oh, the Indian heritage. Wami or something. Oh, he's he's not great. He's is he the, the new Republican. Is he? Well, he's he's. I feel like he's more. He's equally as wild as Trump. What's hurtful? What's hurtful about this? And I'll never understand this. Here's here's a here's a man of Indian heritage, right? Yeah. Um. And once again, you and I talk about this all the time, that we don't yeah. have the luxury to be ambiguous looking or no. to have European features. Vivek Ramaswamy. Yes. Vivek. So so you can't deny, when someone looks at me, Rita, you know that I'm not like blonde hair, blue eyes, right? Same deal no. with this guy. So you know that he comes from, you know, roots of something else. So he, here's a prime example of a child of immigrant parents who he was born here in the United States. Yeah. Vivek yeah. He his his late on the latest of the GOP debate, he straight up said <laughs> that let's say I was undocumented and I gave birth to two children in the US that are US citizens mm-hmm. by birthright. By the constitution. Yes. And I may have maybe one other child that was born back at home. Mm-hmm. He would not not only are we talking about deporting 
undocumented folks. Now this man, mm-hmm. Vivek, or what? Vivek. Vivek said he, he his plan is president. He's going to push to deport a whole family unit included yeah. in that unit yeah. are U.S. born children. Yeah, yeah. That this are citizens. Yeah. This candidate's like really a dumpster fire type of candidate because it's he started with like no I'm here I'm like the businessman you know because he knows that has worked. Republicans. I'm the businessman. I'm entrepreneur. I made myself. I, you know, I'm, I'm here to talk about civic engagement and how everyone has to go through the military or do something before running for 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 city council or whatever. Meanwhile, this guy has never joined the military, so he's yeah. just like speaking. You know, mm-hmm. civic engagement. This guy had never run for like school board or anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. Not even PTA president. Not, and he's going for you know top office top in notch. the country and the world, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he got to the debates and he realized, oh shit, I'm not chaotic enough, so I'm just gonna throw bombs out there. Yeah. And so he threw every single bomb possible. And you know what? It's working. He's actually pretty much leading uh, along with DeSantis and Pence. So this whole identity crisis, yeah. I think that what's really crazy is um, the level of outlandish. You know, this is becoming a, like, reality show. Yeah. How raunchy can we get? Yeah. What, what's going to be that trigger of, like, what, how, how can yeah. I be that next candidate to say something even more crazy? Yeah. That, that's yeah. how I feel yeah. this, this circus is. Oh, shit. I, I was even wrong. Like, Trump right now is a 55% chance of, like, the polls say that. Yeah. Trump is leading 55%. I do with Mio. The Santis is 14%. That's a huge difference. Yeah. Ramoswamy is 7.9%. Haley is 7.4, Pence is 4.2. So, Dang, yeah, so if Trump gets in jail, it's DeSantis and Ramos Wami leading. I, I just, I can't believe, dear Republicans, if we have any Republicans that are listening to this podcast. I know, which dear I Republicans, you are, yeah. Which I, I hope you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all couldn't come up with a better candidate. Y'all can't come up with a better slate. Like, this is really what you guys have. And I think, you know, I, I, I actually enjoy talking to Republicans. I do. And regardless of where you're at on politics, I think we can admit if you're if you're um, level-headed mm-hmm. that our country has been divided for a while. Mm-hmm. And it feels terrible. Facts. It, it doesn't, doesn't feel good. Facts. And I think we're all fatigued of this division. Yeah. Like, it feels uncomfortable. It's awkward. I don't want to worry about what I'm saying or who my neighbor is. Like, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, so what is it going to take to unite our country? And, and I actually got a chance to speak to a Republican. Same deal. Like you said, you never know what these conversations are going <laughs> to turn into. So you're just praying that you're not being offend- offensive. And if you are, well, it is what it is. But, um, so I asked this Republican and I said, what is it going to take to unite our country? And I was really surprised by his response. And he goes, it's sure as hell not going to be Trump. Mm. So, dear Republicans, I would just say, if you're not okay with what's been happening with the Republican Party, if you're not okay with the actions of Donald Trump, and you really feel like this is going to be a problem, that it is a problem, mm-hmm. dear Republicans, speak up. This is your moment. Like, mm-hmm. I'm tired of this hi- hijacking. 
Like, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't serve. I mean, the party itself is in shambles. It's it's playing out in public display. Yeah. I feel, though, that the, the position that we're in right now, though, again, there's another topic that could take hours and hours. <laughs> it's something that was decided decades ago, very slightly, and they just kept growing and growing and growing to the point where we are right now you know like you know those inflection points that just need a little bit of a push but down the line like that difference mm-hmm. in like paths that uh, the party could have taken like that's where that 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 is to me what has changed but you know going back to nixon each but it, I don't know. I think it's it's gonna also take a long time. You know, if it took that long to get us to this point, at least from mm-hmm. my perspective, it's gonna mm-hmm. take a long like forty years to get us back to a point where it's like, okay, maybe we can accept facts. Maybe we can yeah. accept science. Maybe mm-hmm. we can accept the science around climate change. Maybe we can accept the science behind uh, trans people, and then start having conversations that are actually backed up by facts. But mm-hmm. And that's a good point, too, that that I think we have to be realistic on how long it's going to take for us to have some sort of unity Mm -hmm. um, and not have these culture wars, which are very much still going on, and um, the realization of leadership. Yeah. Like, there has to be leadership of integrity. Yeah. And the thing is that we're all getting older, um, which I think might just take us to the next point of conversation. But I honestly see that. I honestly think that once Donald Trump dies, because he will die, because we all die. Mm-hmm. Um, once he dies, the headline will be somewhere around Trump is dead. Mm-hmm. America stands for unity mm-hmm. comes. Or, you know, I think that's going to be kind of like the, the headline him potentially place for new leadership because he just is so toxic that he takes so much space and air Mm -hmm. that I think he's just gonna have to die and he's old enough you know we're all gonna die so it's just a matter of what 20 years but I also want to flip that too Rita that Mm -hmm. if someone can take up that much space and mind you this is someone who is not like in politics right he inserted himself yeah like he was a man of influence that probably donated yeah. and maneuvered stuff but he wasn't a uh first string mm-hmm. front and center individual yeah. if someone can take up this much space and mm-hmm. insert themselves mm-hmm. and create so much havoc then let's flip it all to the other side that if you feel you can serve mm-hmm. and you feel you want to make an, a positive impact and you love your community and you want to create positive things and create progress this is your invitation to also insert yourself big space run do what you need to do mm-hmm. to either organize that event yes take up space at that school board meeting yeah start that business like you never know how this is going to play out in the long term yeah yeah and that goes to whether you're republican democrat independent or declined state whatever it is um so yeah that's a good point so let's go to our next topic of next conversation. Topic. What um, is it? What is it? What is it? Gavin Newsom made the shocking, very quick news of his appointment for California State Senator, which is a topic that we covered last episode. And we both thought that it would be Barbara Lee. Yeah. I really did think that. Yeah. And, you know, we, uh, like we mentioned last episode, we have Adam Schiff running for state senate. He's currently 
all of the three that are running for state senate are um, currently in the House of Representatives, so they're Congress members. Now they're running for the Senate. So Adam Schiff, Katie Porter, and Barbara Lee. And Gavin Newsom has said that he wanted to uh, have a state, a black woman as mm-hmm. state senator. And so we thought, oh, well, that means Barbara Lee. Yeah. Um, but all of a sudden, breaking news, like, what was it? Like 10 p.m. or something? Some some yeah. wild time during the day. <laughs> the the news comes out that it's LaFonso Butler. So... Uh, is it CEO still? I think it was. I don't know. Of Emily's yeah. List, a, a very known uh, organization to get women running in politics. Um, and also a labor union leader. And a very people, seasoned. Yeah. People skill. have to just start Googling, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. who is this person? Mm-hmm. Were you shocked? I was totally shocked this was not on my 2023 bingo card. <laughs> I think when I think of politics, I always, I always think of that political pedigree of people mm-hmm. that have already devoted themselves in politics. Or exactly. I think for me, what I was expecting from the governor is that it would have been somebody that's already in a position of elected official. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that would have made sense. And, you know, he had said, you know, Barbara Lee's name in the past. So I figured Barbara mm-hmm. Lee would be a... A fit for that but also Barbara didn't want to be just you know a seat warmer um, mm-hmm. Gavin also mentioned that he wanted to put someone that would not be there long term what was really interesting too is I think we look at multiple things with our new Senator Butler is that she really does check the boxes mm-hmm. uh, not only is she a black woman she is younger mm-hmm. she is um, lesbian mm-hmm. she is someone that is not in the political mm-hmm. uh, machine mm-hmm. per se uh, she is an organizer mm-hmm. so she checks out all these things that are non-traditional which uh, to me is a fresh breath of fresh air yeah. and I'm actually pleased with this yeah because not only is she serving for a short time mm-hmm. but to, to see kind of like someone come in uh, Left field, but not really left field, right? Like, here's yeah. someone who, who has a skill set. And has been involved in mm-hmm. politics and getting people to yeah. run for office. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought it was, some, it, I thought it was shocking too, but it was great to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone was asking me, like, before the appointment, they were asking me what I thought and also said, Barbara Lee, I mean, it would make sense because they're the ones running. Um, and this person asked, well, is there... Like, no one that is not 70 years old or higher. Keep in uh, mind, Barbara Lee is 77. Yeah. How old is Adam Schiff or Katie Porter? Oh, look at I think Katie, Katie is, like, um, yeah. Um, and in my mind, you know, someone that is going to go to the states, like a, a U.S. senator's position, you do have to have that political experience. Like, Adam Schiff is 63. Um and he's, you know, being in politics, has run for different things in the past. Katie Porter's 49. She's 49. She looks great for 49, by the way. Yeah. And yeah. Barbara Lee, too, for some Yeah, time. Barbara Lee looks amazing. I haven't had the chance to meet Adam, so I can't say. He looks pretty good. Yeah. He's exactly. pretty soft-skinned looking. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I got skin, skin treatments <laughs> now. But I honestly thought that, yeah, because... Just like you, my mindset was on, like, who do we have on the bench that has that uh, running for office experience? Because it's very different to holding office and to run for office. Those yes. are two different skills. And, and to be appointed into office as well. Yeah. And now, like, 
yeah, in the middle of a term. Um, mm-hmm. And to know that uh, now, I think the governor did an amazing job at now showing us that, no, 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 like that, that limited pool of people that you thought would be available to get appointed are not really the only people that you should be looking at. You should be looking at like the strategists, you should be looking at union leaders, you should be looking at organizers, at executive directors, our CEOs, as our presidents of organizations that have to do with politics. And that just expands the possibilities. And so mm. I think it was pretty groundbreaking, definitely unexpected, but I think it was genius. I think it was like great. And now it just provides more possibilities to so many other um, groups. Like if there's an appointment open for account supervisor, maybe the possibilities could, you know, be expanded to not just be people that are like in city council right because that's kind of like what they the transition usually looks like someone runs for someone's in pta or someone goes to school board and then runs for um or someone is in the planning commission for a city and so then they run for city council and then they run for county supervisor and then they run for uh or from city council to state seat you know and it's like very different I'm, I'm curious to learn, too, about that mm-hmm. um, and hear from Senator Butler. I, I'm so curious by her story. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, to have the, uh, the invitation to be appointed, I think that's no. a, a great honor. Yeah. And I'm really curious to, to learn, hopefully we'll get to learn a bit more about this whole process. I mean, did she ever want to serve at some point? Mm-hmm. Was this a surprise to her? Mm-hmm. I think it's a great opportunity, and I think it, she's, yeah. she's the right person. Uh, but I'm just curious because I think also, too, there's there's a lot of skill that is required to be an organizer. Yeah. And, or and like you, you said, like a union leader. Yeah, a union leader. Uh, and also... I think in this in this time we're hearing the word of activist. You know, you yeah. can say as an organizer slash activist. Mm-hmm. It also puts a legitimate um, title mm-hmm. to to organizers and advocates mm-hmm. and activists because many of the times the attack from the right side is, oh, that person is an activist. Mm-hmm. Like they are a trouble starter. They mm-hmm. are here only to create division. And I have heard from elected officials that are like, oh, I'm no activist. Uh, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't pretend to be an activist or mm-hmm. I don't want to be an activist. It's like a negative connotation yeah. in today's time that, yeah. and I've, I've fallen victim of that too, where it's like, I correct people. I know I'm you not, don't like the, I don't yeah. like the word. I don't yeah. see myself as an activist. Um, I personally like community organizer first, but when you look at the definition of what I'm doing, I am an activist. You are. And I need to embrace Mm -hmm. that. So I feel Mm -hmm. empowered to see someone in her place because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times, um, powers that be will try to dismantle, um, powerful things like the word activist like we have to ask that question why is that a trigger it why is, is so, that intentionally being it's, attacked and it's cultural because i had never thought of the word mm-hmm. uh, when i was in peru i was an i was an activista mm-hmm. i was an activist mm-hmm. i i was like yeah i mean that's 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 what, that's what I do. I do. That's what I do. Like, <laughs> and it's a positive thing it's like mm-hmm. you know like a badge of mm-hmm. like community organizer just like mm-hmm. that and I came here and then I heard, especially around 2020, of people calling elected officials activists mm-hmm. in a in a, like a bad light. Mm-hmm. 
and me not understanding like why is that a bad thing it's, it's just the war so i think it's very cultural of like how much value it is so freaking cultural how much value we give to mm -hmm. things and how much power we give to words um mm -hmm. which language should be neutral but it's just not you know it's well beautiful. language is very powerful and mm -hmm. language is very persuasive as mm -hmm. well as intentional so yeah. when we hear people use certain words yeah by all means um people empower it's by no accident yeah so, and and this is something that we actually talked when we mm -hmm. were trying to name the podcast was like is chicas politicas like is like is that going to be seen negative mm -hmm. because i still had at that time i think this idea of like oh people just assume like relate politics to bad things when it really is it, you are in politics like that's yeah. like you're interested in politics like that's just what it is it's just a word and actually i was also you know trying to invite neighbors to this meeting mm -hmm. <laughs> and i not i left a flyer on someone's like mm -hmm. door and the person comes out And I'm trying to avoid talking to people these days in the neighborhood. Like, if, you, if it resonates with you, yeah. come. Like, if don't, come tell me. Like, just, yeah. yeah, no problem. I still like your house. Yeah. Um, but this neighbor comes out and she was like, oh, I actually, she said, oh, I actually don't, don't, we're not doing politics. So, um, okay. you can give the flag to someone else. And I was like, okay. No problem. And so I just keep walking. But then I'm like, what does that mean that you're not doing politics? Because mm -hmm. politics is doing you. <laughs> yeah. So how are you not doing? Like, what? What? Yeah. How can you not be doing politics? And so now I'm like thinking, oh, I actually had a problem with the word before. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's cultural and it just depends on how much uh, information you have and where you're seeing it from, you know? Yeah, and ask yourself that question, like, why Why did this person start with a story? Why are they using these words? And when you do some digging, you'll realize that um, there's there's purpose and tension between, uh, yeah. with all of that, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm also curious to hear more from her and, um, and yeah, see how this plays out, because now people are like, is she going to run for office now mm -hmm. for... I'm telling you, I'm curious. I'm But really like, would you think, I feel like that, that, again, it might just be my brain of knowing like how things usually work, but you try to appoint someone that will run. I think the interesting too with politics, Rita, which uh, now that I've been more in tune with it, you always have to leave room for that um, unexpected yeah. <laughs> situation, person, like, Yeah. Something could happen where things get shifted and your golden child that you thought was going to do something, yeah. like, but something happens, right? Where yeah. then here comes someone that's not even on the roster yeah. that is in this position. And we will, it is, I'm curious now, that's a great point. What will be next for Senator Butler? Will yeah. she uh, want to put her name on, on the race? Will she, will she want to, what is she going to do? You know? Yeah, because what's the deadline? Because the primaries are happening. Are the is the deadline like January or something? Because I have they no idea. they the primaries are happening. The actually, it depends. I think it depends on when Diane Feinstein's term was up, and that is mm. six years. So probably it's not up for some time, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think she's only there for a short window of opportunity. Mm. I mean, it could it could be one of those things too, Lisa, that 
perhaps she um, finishes off this term, this appointed term. Yeah. She allows, you know, these folks to, to run. Uh, and then she comes back, right? Uh, or you never, you never know. Maybe she's positioning herself for something else. I, this is what's really fascinating. I would, I would love to have been a fly on the wall to listen to the prior conversations of this brewing of uh, Butler coming into the race. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty, it's shocking, but yeah. you know. But but you know what? At the end of the day, um, we go back to that word integrity. Governor Newsom did say, "I want a, I want a woman up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want a black." person there mm-hmm. and he did deliver and I think ultimately mm-hmm. I'm happy with this decision I'm mm-hmm. excited someone did ask me but Yesenia why is this woman being introduced first thing that you see is a black woman mm-hmm. uh, why why do we have to see the color in this why why does it have to be uh, black she's more than just black and yes yeah, she is yeah. more than just black yeah but I think there's also a reality that we just don't have that representation and I'm a true believer that when doors open for our black brothers and sisters mm-hmm. Those same doors are open to Asian folks, Latino mm-hmm. folks, mm-hmm. Um, LGBTQ+, I mean, yeah. a whole spectrum of diversity. So it's not just limited to the win yeah. of a black person. And we just don't have that representation. I really wish yeah. that in 2023 that this was not an issue, yeah. but it very much is an issue. Yeah, and, and I think we do need to call out, uh, people, someone told me the other day, I don't know, somewhere, again, some situation where I couldn't really respond, but like... Mm-hmm. Why do we have to make it about why? Why does it have to be? Um, why do we have? Why do we have to go up around um, identity politics? And it's like, what do you like? I don't understand why people have problems with identity politics because we all have an identity that we are trying to represent. Whatever, what, whatever panel, board, uh, commission that we're part of, like. Mm-hmm. You don't come into a seat without your own identity and perspectives and experiences. So we do, and actually last night at, at this event, um, someone also rem- reminded the crowd that when, for example, when a, a jury is selected at a trial, mm-hmm. it is like what is repeated over and over is that this jury has to be a re- true representation of the community. So you mm-hmm. actually want different voices in the jury mm-hmm. to get to the closest possible just fair decision mm-hmm. between a group. So if that's the expectation from a jury mm-hmm. in something so sensitive and, and high risk as a trial, mm-hmm. why don't we expect that's that from great. our freaking city council, school board, that's senate, everything? Exactly. And, and we don't have any problem lawyers and judges expecting that jury to be representative so why do we have a problem trying to get or state senators to represent the people mm-hmm. you know and i will say this too that because i'm a true believer of this is um we just we just uh had a situation in paso robles where we had the opportunity to put our name on a committee that's going to decide a possible school closure it's going to decide mm-hmm. A lot of the concerns that have been in the works for the last four years mm-hmm. and um, as a community organizer activist um, <laughs> we we don't always want to insert ourselves we, I think mm-hmm. also when you take your hands off of things it also gives the opportunity for for things to play out and yeah. to kind of it measure where you're space. at and yeah. it creates space right like I don't need to always constantly be front and center of all things yeah. so um, I was so thankful to a friend who um, 
who reached out and said, Yesenia, I'm really concerned of the names on this list. And it was mm. no representation. I get no that young all people. the time. <laughs> um, it was have mainly Caucasian folks, um, affluent people. Mm. Um, no, but no Latinos, no young people. Um, and so once again, we were in this situation. Yeah. And so then I had another friend reach out and she was concerned and we're scrambling last minute now having to step in and making sure that we have that representation so we're not repeating the same mistakes from the previous mm-hmm. uh, committee. And someone did ask me, and then this was somebody that um, is, is white. Um, and the reason why I think color plays a role in here is I think it's easy to make assumptions and we just don't know the lived experience of people. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, this, this individual um, was kind and I was thankful for her. And she goes, Yesenia, but where are the Latino people? Like, why, why I've seen Latino people in other spaces. Why are they not applying to this? Mm-hmm. And, and I asked myself that same question too, Rita, because mm-hmm. um, it took a lot of work. Um, mm. to get Latinos on there. Mm-hmm. We were able to get Latinos on there, including myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's one of those things, guys, that, you know, if you're waiting for that special invitation, if you're a person of color, number one, listening to this, don't wait to be personally invited by someone to put yeah. to insert yourself, to sit on that table, to sit mm-hmm. on that committee, to be part of it. No one's going to come here to rescue us, guys. No yeah. one, no one, and nor should that be anyone's position. Yeah. Right? Um, we have to take on that, that opportunity, that, that, that position that we have to invite ourselves, whether that yeah. means you apply for that application process or you bring a chair to the table that you're not invited mm-hmm. to or you build your own damn table, mm-hmm. right? Because it, it's that balancing act we've got to where we need to take that self-responsibility too yeah. that we can't be upset to not have representation where here's a prime example of the the, the issue is out there in the community. Yeah. Um, granted, there were other issues. Yeah. Was the application uh, shared enough on, on Spanish networks? No. Was um, was there relation? Are, are there relationships being built with the school district with the Latino yeah. community intentionally? No, no. Um, all of these things that are hurdles. Once again, yeah. why we're not doing it? But I will say this on the positive light is that we have two young Latinos. Oh, nice on this committee. Very young people. Um, one of them is queer. Um, and and we have at least broken in a little an inch yeah. forward right yeah so yeah, it feels yeah. good yeah yeah and that's how it starts and and to complain about having someone that is black represent us and assume that it's just because it she's black dude this person is so qualified more qualified than anybody making yeah. it, those type of comments for yeah. sure a hundred times more qualified than anyone making those comments um but also, why why isn't the expectation to have the entire U.S. Senate to be black? Would that be too wrong? Because for a long as time, it has been only white. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That ha- that is now seen as the default. So whenever there's any type of diversity, it's more question. But when someone is white and is elected, there's no question about it. Yeah, no question. So that and that is a problem. And no question if they are qualified. Yeah, Donald Trump. <laughs> Now, if, if this was a job interview, there's no way that this job should have been given to this man. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, exactly. Just just 
remember who you voted for president before you bring up an issue with or you as senator. But also, people ignore the fact that there is still so much disparity. Like, if this country was, like, an equal access, equal, like, opportunity, equal, Mm -hmm. um, you know, know, equitable or Mm -hmm. equal anything... I get. I would get that, and mm-hmm. I would get that question. Maybe you know, I would. I would be interested in that conversation. But it just, it's not right now. We have black women dying three times more than their white counterparts when getting pregnant or giving birth. Three times today, I found out that black kids, black non-Hispanic black kids, die eight times more are are likely to die eight times more from an asthma attack than white children eight times that is not a slight difference of like 1.5 times no eight times we're talking about children with asthma you know and there's so many factors that go into it but in a country where our kids are dying and in numbers that are overrepresented from so, the demographic. So let's, let's take you one step further to this example that you're, you're stating. Um, and, and asthma is something that is, can be treatable, right? Yeah. So, so that's number one. So if we have, and I, and I invite people to ask these questions. Yeah. When they hear information or you want to make an assumption or you yeah. really don't understand it, ask yourself these questions, Google it, figure it out. Yeah. Um, if, if we have, if we're talking about asthma, that is something treatable, yet we're seeing these numbers specifically to to black children. Mm-hmm. What is going on? Why is this happening? Mm-hmm. You will find housing is a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, education is a problem. Income mm-hmm. is a problem. Mm-hmm. So you let's just focus on those three things. Mm-hmm. So if we're dealing with families and a population, a community, a black community, that is that cannot get safe housing. Mm-hmm. Parents cannot afford to provide medical care or time mm-hmm. to take time off to take them to go see a specialist. You think they're gonna have time to run for office? You, know, you think they're gonna have have time to, <laughs> to, to join the committee? To join the committee? You <laughs> no. Think, you think? And not only that, but a lot of times you take you, some of these statistics. You take income away. You take background away. You. They had the, they went people went to the same college, to the same high school, the same everything. income level, it's everything. But they are black mm-hmm. or they are Hispanic. Mm-hmm. The rates change. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about access and income, but it's straight up racist structure. Mm-hmm. So if you're still wondering why LaFonsa Butler was selected over other people, then you go do your own homework because we're tired. And I, I'm appreciative, Rita, because um, I think here's here's someone in a position of power who did the right thing. Gavin Newsom, man, he's really, I just heard that he's really, really, really has a goal of diversifying everything. And I Once love again, that. I love integrity, that. Alex Padilla, Senator. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, when actually when I got news of, um, of Senator Butler, I went on youtube and looked up when governor newsom called uh alex padilla mm. to ask him if he wanted mm. that position mm-hmm. of senator and uh, such a crybaby <laughs> i get emotional because it's just so exciting like yeah. that. and it just you see you see alex padilla getting emotional crying 
and it's one of those things too, Lisa, that you, you did such a great job just connecting the dots right now is when you have the odds stacked against you mm-hmm. and someone opens the door to say, I'm going to make room for you. That is life changing. Yeah. Life changing, not just for an Alex Padilla, but our whole damn community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited. We leave on a high note. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice job. That was wonderful. Nice job. Nice job. Nice job. Okay, okay. I see you, Gavin. I see you. Gavin for president. What? <laughs> what? Is he debating? The Santis or something? I saw something like that. He is amazing. He's been he's been taking lots of interviews mm-hmm. and he is prepared. He's prepared. He is prepared. We had, <laughs> we had a little joke that he is reading the memo and, and, and having his staff prepare reading. him. Um, which is great. And he's yeah. just he gets it. He's he's prepared, yeah. he knows his information. Yeah. Um he, he cuts through the bullshit and I think yeah. we need a, we need someone strong like that. We need someone yeah. who integrity right yeah a man of their word and um diversifying is huge yeah well happy october it's october <laughs> it's been like middle of october <laughs> oh my god bye guys